Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Double blast from the past because you better lose yourself in the music moment. You only <laughs> never let it go. go you only go. get one shot. Do not miss a chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yes, I am JMNM. JMNM, and you can call me JMNM. JMNM. I have, I mean, I know that we're going to talk all about this, but I cannot even begin to tell you how the bar I was in exploded when Eminem came out at the Oscars. Everyone was singing. Everyone was confused. It was one of my greatest Oscar moments. Welcome to page seven. Welcome. Yes. Hello. My name is Holden, but today you can call me Hominem. Okay. <laughs> no. Which I don't even know why? what that is grammatically, but I know it's some sort of a word thing. It's like when something two words have different meanings and sound the same. Ah. Homophone? Homophones? Um, I'm. Can I just say really quickly to Jackie and Molly? I'm sorry. <laughs> why? <laughs> For introducing homonym to the episode. Each of two or more words having the same spelling or pronunciation, but different meanings and origins, like phone. That's not, I made that one up. What? So, like, it would be like if you were like, uh, if you were like, oh, uh, fuck it, I'm not gonna be able to think of one damn homonym right now. Aisle and aisle. Like the aisle of a a grocery store, and then like an aisle of of an aisle. I'm gonna fly to an aisle of the Bahamas. An aisle, an aisle of the grocery store? You know, that type of thing. There weren't examples. This is so tragic. <laughs> Molly's you, here. This is your fault. My name is Molly Neffel, <laughs> and I hate homonyms. Homonyms. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. You better not quit. Gotta get it. Gotta go. Gotta rip it. Gotta rub it. Gotta <laughs> slap it. Gotta fuck it. Your gotta name is Holden, and you're here to say that I am impressive in a very fascinating way. <laughs> Whoa, that's really nice. See, that's what my family does at... Um, and during the holidays, it's like, oh, I got to go rap. And I go, my name is Jackie, and I'm here to say, which is not, you know, it's always fun. <laughs> That's right. a it's always a funny joke. joke. That's a homonym joke. I have to rap. I have to rap. rap. I gotta rap. rap. Oh, my God, I'm a homonym master. You're rapping a present while you're, yes. That's perfect. a homonym joke. That's amazing. I am a homonym master. Everyone calls me linguisticat. I'm like the new form of jellical, but I'm really good at <laughs> language things. Well, the barbs were out on Oscar night for cats. We'll talk about that. We'll talk oh about my God. Eminem's rapping abilities. Uh, so many things. Uh, the no host strikes again, and yet the parasite 
wins. And yet the parasite wins. Now, Molly, have you seen Parasite yet? I'm such a tragedy for hosting this show because <laughs> I cannot watch anything longer than a 45 yeah, minute that food show. stuff and everything, you know. Yeah, that's I what do. We need I, br- I bring the food stuff and anybody who wants to talk about seasons one or two of you, uh, which has it has taken me a month and a half to get through. So I am a monster. I have not seen any of the movies but from what i have read about parasite uh it sounds fucking awesome and it sounds like it is absolutely the thing that should have won uh, but yeah, no, I, I haven't seen I'm shit excited for you to one day get to watch it because i do think it's so up your alley and i'm pretty sure you're going to absolutely love it and i just love the fact the entire film is subtitled every wall to wall and it won yeah i i i couldn't believe it i could kind of believe it because actually i think all but one thing was on that t- Twitter leak for the Oscars. Oh, that we I meant to about. ask, yeah. All but, I believe the um, animated short film was the only one on there that was incorrect. Because Yikes. they said Klaus and it was Toy Story 4 because what I did is I bid- Oh, for feature. The okay. Oscars. Yeah, so I was um, I went to a bar restaurant to watch the Oscars, and everyone was able to put in bids, and then you would win stuff at the end. Nice. So I put in only the nominations, the people that quote unquote won according to the Oscar thing that they so put out last up. week, the, what the Academy put out, and I won a bottle of wine. So I won a bottle of wine. So I actually, I had a couple of couples over from the, just the ones that lived in my area. That's why Molly Oh, but you not didn't invited. invite Molly. Yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> I didn't invite a lot of people because- I don't go anywhere. Yeah, don't. A, she was going to say, but that was the thing, especially with the Oscars. Now, I, I, I think you would enjoy an Oscar party, but you have like real world obligations. But other people, I was afraid to invite because some people just fucking hate the Oscars. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or are weird about it. Or are like, if I'm like- I'm having people over the Oscars. It's not like every, everybody kind of feels obligated to watch the Super Bowl, but the Oscars really fall in this weird space where I'm like, I, w- I would literally preface my text invite with like, I don't know if you give a flying fuck about the Oscars, yeah. but if you at all give a shit. And one couple, Steve and Nikki, Skulk Steve, who does the theme song for this very show, he was like, I don't really give a fuck about the Oscars, but I give a fuck about you guys, so right. I'm, so we're coming over. Well, I think that that is actually a very important thing, which is kind of sad. I think it's in the same vein that now people in their their late 20s and 30s and 40s, they do game nights, where I always preface if someone invites me over for a game night, I'm like, I am bad at games. I will figure out how to obnoxiously cheat, yeah. and I will be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Would you still like me to come over <laughs> for game night? And I have to say these things because I will make fun of the game. Right. I am that person because I have a lot of anger issues when it comes to competing and things like that so I have to say it up front where I feel like there should be some sort of checklist where it's like are you going to talk through all of it because if you're going to talk through all of it I don't want you at my Oscars party right. I want to pay attention to some but you have to have like I like a 25% yes. jokey ratio to 75% at least watching it because we had yeah. some really good laughs for me the whole thing I except for this year essentially and there have been other years like I love that I liked Moonlight a lot um, yada 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 right I've liked years when the best picture I felt like there were years it was deserved but most for the most part I wholeheartedly disagree with who wins and this this time around it was a little different but for me it's just a celebration of all of the great films I've watched that year and a like oh I need to see that oh I need to see that you know and making a lit and just I just love sitting around with a group, bunch of people and just talking about these movies that we really loved this year you know what I mean and that's really what it is. And it was nice because I feel like 
it was uh, a nice it was like just two other couples and everybody there had at least enough of an interest in film to really get excited about that I yeah. mean, like, the wintertime sucks, and who doesn't want an opportunity to, like, get together with yeah. friends, like, have snacks and watch Dude, TV. Our spread. Interesting TV together. Lexi put Molly, out. Molly, he keeps talking about the spread. Tell me about the spread. Lexi put out the craziest spread. So she did cucumbers with salmon and cheese. Okay. We had, we went to Astoria Beer and Cheese and picked up mm. just, like, a, like, all these different, Tellagio, mm. this really good, it's like a, it was, like, kind of like a sharp cheddar. I fell in love with it. Mm. Just giant cheese spread we had all the fixings we had you know but really nice stuff too we had the veggies and the dips and the tzatziki and the pita bread Hell you yeah. know it was just this every surface was covered with something that you could chompy chomp on and none of it was just like bag of chips it was all like fucking high end are you saying there wasn't even one bag of chips not a single bag of chips and someone tried to enter with a bag of chips and I made them eat them outside in the cold <laughs> I said you finish these outside in the cold I want to see the empty bag to show that you've eaten I, them in shame. I don't, don't know, man. Chip I shame love, them. I oh, yeah. love chips. Everything you just described, I want to eat it, but I also will eat any bag of chips that anybody I love me. chips. I love chips. Every chip. It's the thing I have most in common with Whoopi Goldberg. She also loves chips. And I love chips. I'm just very vanilla about my chips. I don't like all the crazy flavors. I like just normal sea salt. Just a maybe, little. maybe a barbecue. Uh huh. Maybe you're what's wrong. With <laughs> you are the problem. You yep. You're the problem. <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe you're correct. Maybe you should just expand yourself a little bit. You know? Yeah, I guess you I only could. get one shot sometimes, but sometimes you get a second shot. And you got to eat those chips, man. And that's what Eminem got when he came back, because I didn't even realize he wasn't there for. His award back in what seventeen years 17 ago? Seventeen years ago, when he won for "Lose Yourself" from Eight Mile. There's I I love it too. Whenever like there was all these articles the next day, they were like Eminem speaks out and why he performed at the Oscars, and he's like, "Cause I didn't go the last time." Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's like because they asked me to go, but and it's, that's great. It's so funny because that he had to be like because everybody was like, "Wait, why are you here?" Yeah, it was we. It was a. Pretty random. It was so weird, and I don't think <laughs> that people were like mad about it, but people were just like, literally, why? Right. Why? There was a lot of stuff like that. It wasn't an anniversary year. It wasn't like, oh, it's been twenty years. Like right. nothing. It was. There was no reason for it, but I was delighted. Yeah, I was sure. like, all right. He, uh, he looks. He looks old. Was something else that people seem to uh, really agree with. He. Looks, I don't think he looks that old. He's older. Well. No, he doesn't look that old. It's just like it, it's just weird to be like, uh, you know, he's like he's what a boy his early forties. Yeah, yeah, he's just like a. We we're just in a time where like people who were like the youngest people when we were young are yes. not the youngest people anymore, it's, and that's weird. Especially watching rap get old. Mm -hmm. Like watching, like yes. this is like uh, this is the first time we're seeing hip hop artists actually become old people, and it's strange. Yeah, he reminded me of Uncle Daddy that we scream about in Riverdale Roundup because he made me think of where it's like he, this looks like a young man that just plastered a very nicely manicured beard onto someone. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was like right. He's aging. The mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, like you're aging just fine. You're like you're not like a daddy, but you're like fine. But it also you do look like considerably older than 
you did when we were 17 years younger, which is yes. also fun. And everyone looked confused. And, and I, you know what? I was against the shaming of Martin Scorsese because I know that older men, were, not older men, older people, when they all say, oh, I'm just resting my eyes. That man was resting his eyes during performance. <laughs> yeah, so then, Let him have his eyes have a rest the for meme a moment. Is that he was falling asleep during Eminem's performance. I actually don't think it's him resting his eyes. If you look at it, the stage is like flashing these very, very bright. bright lights. At He's resting his eyes. Right into his face. And I think he was just squinting and, and trying to block the light out while it was happening at him. He's <laughs> resting his eyes. But I think the He's other looks man. of disgust were legitimate. So, which is um, hilarious. Like uh, fucking, what's her name? Billie Eilish's look of disgust. When was the disgust? She looked at disgust at him. And then there was another part. I think it was when maybe Maya Rudolph and. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And Kristen Wiig Kristen were on Wig the stage. Were singing their song, which I, by the way, am I allowed to say I thought that it was kind of corny and maybe not everything they do is amazing. And I just thought it was a little corny. I think that they're totally funny and fun and I enjoy them a lot. I think they're really funny up to the song. And then the song happened. I was like, I don't know, actually. It was a little bit like everything on SNL. It was like 20% too long. Right. Yes. You know, (laughs) it was a little too long. And I think that, but I do love both of them. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I love love them. them. I really love, and I'm always just like, even when I want to be like a crank and I'm like, ah, I saw them and I was like, ah, you, you. You get me. You, uh, you, know, you guys are funny. I loved her. Kristen Wiig's dress was nuts too. I did not. I was just saying. <laughs> me and Gideon were talking about how hot Kristen Wiig is, and I was like, and I love her dress. And then it zoomed out from like the upper, and I was like, <laughs> oh was. no, oh no. It was so. I was like, from from you know v- vagina level up. Perfect. Right. And then down, it just was a massacre. I just like that it was splish, splishy, splashy. You know what I mean? I, kind yeah, of I liked how that. splishy, splashy but it was. But right. those splishes are so in. Everybody has ruffles coming off of them. And right. I just feel like uh, the ruffles, I don't know. They, I don't just, have, they need ridges. <laughs> those ruffles need some ridges. Oh, my God. Are we going back to chip talk? Are we going back to, going back to chip talk? By the way, ruffles with ridges, probably my all-time favorite Put that in a French onion dip. Plain ruffles with French onion. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, definitely. at the you, beach. You know, what, you know what? Favorite chip? <laughs> favorite <beach>. chip? <laughs> Weirdly at the beach. What's your favorite Dill pickle yes! chips. Oh. I yes! love a dill pickle chip, and I love putting them on a sandwich yes. because then it's like you have pickles on the sandwich, but you also have the crunch of a chip. Yes, dill pickle chips, even better than salt and vinegar chips. Oh, yes, and that's saying something because saying I love something. a salt. Don't get me close to, you want to talk Kathy levels? <laughs> I get Kathy level around chips way more than I do around chocolate. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. absolutely, 100%. <laughs> That is my weakness. For, sure. uh, for me, and of course for me, nacho cheesier Doritos, my gold standard. My oh my God, Cool Ranch Doritos. Sh- but no. I like the I purple like bag, it. the spicy chili ones. Ah, none Ooh, of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you are such a plain Jane. I am. I you really are. am plain Jane. I do not like any, I only like very specific. I'm very vanilla, sexually and with chips. <laughs> Both things. You don't. I don't usually say this because April Reels Day is coming back around, and no, I've changed I since April Reels Day last year. I just thought, and about I've that. changed. You told me. You told me I stunk because I smoked, and I stopped smoking because of April fucking Reels Day. So it's time for you to shake it up sexually, Holden. No, you said I was frozen. All right. I'm. I'm I. I, I, I does, that doesn't mean I have to get kinky. 
Does it? I don't know. I think it's what, whatever makes you sexually unfrozen to you. I let think it's it go. Let it go. <laughs> I've been singing the song while we have sex. <laughs> well, that's great. Because then I feel like it makes Lexi feel like she's Idina Menzel. Or I guess that means makes you or makes Lexi feel like she's having sex with Idina Menzel. Right. And that's also really great. She's the snow. She dresses up like the snowman. Olaf. Olaf. Yes. She's Olaf. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it to this. What are we? Where are we? To ask all the Although stars. Although we were talking about tonight. this, we were talking about the Frozen Two song, which I feel like, not to be like this, I kind of felt like it was poor man's Let It Go. My yes. entire Oscar party felt the exact same way. Yes. It was just like a weird. It was like to the T a sequel song to that song, in that it was just not like half as interesting. But like, how do you replicate whatever happened with Let It? Like Let It Go just right. hits that thing where. Everybody from the age of like 1.5 to, you know, way past us is just like, well, this is the only song I want to hear and listen to forever, especially kids. Kids are obsessed with that song, regardless of their age, regardless of their gender, their other interests, whether they've seen Frozen. It's just like kids love that song and it's so cute and wonderful. And yeah, I was like, okay, this song is fine, but it's hard to replicate like the absolute perfection of Let It Go. You know? 100%. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I do want to see the sequel. I have not seen it yet, but I uh, have no interest in that stupid song. And that stupid song <laughs> but, can go into whoa. song jail and be I, locked away for life. I thought it was fun whoa. that they had all the different um, overdubbing <laughs> people sing. That was like... Cute that nice. was cute. that was ni- that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. Although, did you notice that in watching it, I felt like some of them. I feel like they either couldn't hear themselves or they couldn't hear each other because I felt like some of them were hitting flat notes, but not because they cannot sing. I feel like they maybe they couldn't properly hear themselves, and that that's gotta suck. That has to just be so horrible. Where it's like that's not even my fucking fault. That's not their fault. This was how I felt about the person who was whose job it was to talk to the orchestra director and then immediately forgot his name and it was like this awkward moment and I was just like, man, knowing myself, if I had like two minutes to do something and I was like, all right, I have one job, I'm gonna like do a little bit and then I'm gonna introduce this fucking guy and then I forget that guy's name. That would so I would just to be me. so mad. It would so happen to me and I would be so mad and even though it was totally fine and he was like very graceful about it. Yes. It's just exactly what I would do and I was really feeling for that like just that minor mistake that you know is gonna like keep you just slightly it's not gonna keep you up at night your whole life but you're just gonna be like ah fuck why did I do that right right and what's not gonna keep me up at night but I did enjoy was the opening of the Oscars loved it and I agree with you Jackie I feel like Steve Martin and Chris Rock would have been amazing co-hosts yeah, they were. The they would have been great co-hosts. They would have been amazing. Yeah, you know? they were. They were fun. I feel like the tone was right. They were making fun of you know the whiteness and the menness without like it was. It was, it was great. a little bit classier than the Gervais thing. In other words, like they were like doing the. Yeah, their targets were right. My they're... thing with Gervais is I think that his targets, who he aims his jokes at, aren't right. But mm. they're they were aiming their jokes at the decisions made in the academy which i think were right you know that bezos stuff was fun the bezos is so funny when he's a jeff <laughs> jeff bezos is so rich he got divorced and he's still the richest man in the world he saw marriage story and thought it was a comedy <laughs> and i think that's really great and then i loved it when steve Martin, which it's such a dad joke and it's like dude the host says dad jokes when he said oh my god there's brad pitt it's like looking in a mirror which that's great i yeah. turned everybody I was just like only steve Martin yeah. could, could get away with that and it's, and it get a huge <laughs> laugh from everybody yeah, in the room. Yeah, perfect. 
Steve Martin joke. Perfect. And yeah, I love Chris Rock. I always will. I feel yes. like, yeah, they were great. And I mean, I agree with you. So, so Jackie, I would love to hear you kind of explain your thoughts on the, the whole like musical opening. My thing is my first instincts were, I love everything Janelle Monet does more Janelle yes. Monet always. Also, did you see her dress? I to everything she oh. wears. Yeah, oh. she's, she's my oh. androgynous hero. She came out as non-binary a couple weeks ago, um, and uh, like I, I'm so in love with watching her perform, and I just love any opportunity to have a choreographed dance number is my is like great, and so I was like. Remember when like Seth MacFarlane hosted and sang a song called We Saw Your Boobs and now we have this? <laughs> this is so much better. That's right. I remember this. This is so uh, yeah. much better. <laughs> so I felt pretty fucking awesome about the opening. Um, but but I, I liked it, but the weird part was definitely like, here are the, all the people we snubbed. Ha ha ha. Yes. But right. then also like to have Joker and JoJo mixed in there as well, like in terms of I the was very confused, very confused about that. It was just like, what are you trying to say here? Also, this is now becoming the running con it's like the internet blows up every time at every award show now, essentially, for like whatever they didn't whoever they didn't include, and it's usually for pretty good reason. But now every award show tries to be like, ha ha, we realize that. Yes, ha -ha. Right, yeah. And it's like, what is that? No, then I hate make that. the change. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love seeing Joe Monet and Billy Porter open it and rip it open. I think that's fucking awesome. But that's not enough. Yes. And and putting them in the dancers like that is fun. And I guess at that point they can't change anything. But still, yeah. Queen and Slim was a great fucking movie. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Dolomite is my name is a great I movie. Dolomite yeah. Midsummer I mean, these, is amazing. It's but it was weird to also have like the Joker dancers and stuff like that and I guess they had to incorporate some of it it was still a very fun number but all of this just and the same with the is the word interstitial I want to say interstitial <laughs> of like of having like a DJ up there and doing like his shit and having like no 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 we are diverse we are inclusive but that's not enough. Yes. You just having people of all kinds on the stage to entertain people is not enough. They're not give, getting the accolades they deserve. Yeah, entertain all the white men that yeah, got nominated. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not agree more. It's like, oh, uh, we snubbed people. Of we've snubbed people of color, we snubbed women over and over and over. We did it this year, we did it years before, and every year people call us out on it. And so uh, let's have Janelle Monet up there and like that'll fix everything, you know. And she right. is fucking flawless. She was but, great, and it's something. But it is right. It's not addressing what the actual criticism is, right. which is like who gets recognized for the work that they do. I will say this: one thing I did love about the results was that the Joker only won, barring Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor, only won one other award, and that was uh, Best Original Score, and the winner was the first female to ever win in that category. Todd Phillips got shut out on all his other stuff. I think that's great. I was so excited that the, the main thing that the Joker got was a first-time female winner, which I think was yes. like a really nice gesture yeah. after all of the shit I see in blind items about the way he treats women after his whole woke thing and yeah, the JoJo Rabbit won for yeah. best screenplay of motherfucking comedy about Hitler as an imaginary friend. Love won, it. Which and I that, loved. And that was a great example too that that, that the, the person who won is an indigenous First writer. First indigenous, and yeah. He shouted out indigenous people. And so that's also an example of like, yeah, like 
uh, Greta Gerwig wasn't nominated, but like, don't erase the fact that like it's super historic that an yes. indigenous and Par- of color I mean, and then won, the whole know? parasite. Yes, thing. and also, can we just have a pause about and do like a moment for Taika Waititi yes. because he is good. fine. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh hello. Well, not in a the sex way, but cloth. I also appreciate him. <laughs> I mean, yes, no, no, no. We do. I do also appreciate. I appreciate him and what he's doing, and the fact that. You you know, we talked about this. I think that we talked about this or on talking TV that, you know, he wouldn't get the funding to make Jojo Rabbit if the, essentially they were like, well, you have to play Hitler. Right, he couldn't like And get he couldn't find to, someone yeah. to properly do it. So he did it himself. That is a man that is a making moves. I love him. I love him. I love him. And I just, oh, he perfectly quaffed hair. Yes. Oh, I handsome. just want to rub him on his arms. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And call him Papa. I don't want to call him daddy. I want to call him pop. <laughs> I um I I just really like the uh Thor Ragnarok and I also really <laughs> I love what we do with the shadows. It's really good. Oh my god, so good. Um, but I understand how he could be very sexually appealing, I feel like in He's a lot of ways. Quite handsome. <laughs> and on the opposite end of that, I think it's time we talk about how jellical the cats were. Oh. All right. Because well. I just, you know, I uh, completely understand the whole entire visual effects community that is now pissed the fuck off for how they int- like how they brought up the the, uh, the special effects nomination. I yeah, kind of, but I also chalk this one up to okay, but we got we got to be able to make jokes sometimes. But you know what? Of course. And I think everybody needs to chill. But the they fuck out. threw them under the bus. They yes. did, but I mean, the movie. You know, my, I don't know. My thing is, honestly, and I'm sorry to be so mean, but two of the worst things about that movie were. James, Rebel Wilson yeah, and James Corden. James Corden. So yes, it, what, them, like, yeah, that is true. That, ha- that know, grates me a little. To bit, have yeah. them be like, oh, it was the fault of the visual effects people, right? Like, no, no, no. It's because you're obnoxious. Yeah. Like, yes, also the visual effects were a waking nightmare. But you, <laughs> you, 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 the fault lays at your feet, and I feel like that. Your paws. Yes, yeah, your your human paws. <laughs> your paws. And so I feel like it was a little bit rich for them. If it was like yeah. Idris Elba. Being like, oh, Cats was kind of bad. Right. It would be like, yeah, nobody's holding it against you. But that's, I am holding it against that, those That's two. what makes it less palatable. I, it's, it's just funny. I go back and forth with it because I see a big statement from the visual effects people. I'm like, guys, it was a joke. Everything's fine. We get I'm it. I'm sure, though, after all this, that they're probably just butt hurt and for good reason because they're all like, it's a visual effects fault. It's a visual effects fault. Right. The whole movie the is whole, not Every good. inch right. of it's that. It's not just right. that. Yeah. It broke down Everybody. for an hour and 10 minutes. Every fucking bat shit, cat shit, rather, thing going on in that movie. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's every inch of it is what makes it yeah. so spe- spectacularly fucking terrible. There is nothing yeah. that you could fix. There's no one thing you could fix no. in that movie and have it be better. No. Well, and that's what the um, <laughs> that's what the Visual Effects Society came out and said. They said, the best visual effects in the world will not compensate for a story told badly. And I think that alone, I mean, that is true. You right, you you ain't wrong about it. But I have to, I wonder, can you imagine someone coming at you for a bit and being like, okay, go for like three hours, get your makeup done, get your hair done, get into this dress. 
Come to the Oscars. We're going to wipe it all off. And we're going to put you back in the cat's makeup. Where it's like, maybe that this is the punishment they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that that's what they get. So now they have been publicly shamed of like, yes, Rebel Wilson, you looked amazing. And then you immediately had to have it all taken off to be put back into your purgatory costume. <laughs> and I think that is really, now it's done. Now I feel like it can it's be done. I do, and you I know. Do, to, to their credit, <laughs> as much as I don't want to give them credit, I do think when they started like batting the microphone with it was their great paws. It was very funny get in who hasn't seen cats he thought about who but who loves cats the animal he was just like absolutely dying right? and i was yeah. like scowling at him <laughs> i was like it's not even part of the joke of the movie they don't even act like cats in the movie <laughs> i love how i love the amount of emotional opinions all of us had in different ways oh, towards yes. that five minute segment of the awards very upset i had to talk about it very loaded it was a very loaded moment there was a lot going also on. i can't believe that this was brad pitt's first Acting Oscar. Right? I know. I, I didn't even that realize either. that. Yeah. And I cannot help but be charmed by that guy. Yeah. Mama Mia. Here I come again. I, lo- <laughs> I love right now he's just very publicly sober. And there's so many really touching things that go along with that. Who did he who did he buddy up with? Who got him Bradley off? Cooper. Bradley Cooper got him off the sauce. Yes. They they start they did like they helped each other remain sober and that's and I think that is such a it was such a huge wide open thing for him with you know, he was really ripped apart when it came down to the Angelina Jolie divorce and a lot of it came down to the fact that he drank too much or according to Angelina Jolie and also did too many drugs. And now he's sober and he's really trying to turn it all around. And for someone to, I mean, he kept up, he's kept up his career this entire time. And now the fact that he's really zoned in on taking care of himself and not just in a working out kind of way, but taking care of his mental health is what it seems that now he can actually blossom. And I hate to use the word blossom, but you know what I mean? Yeah, wear funny hats and dance yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's got a best friend named Six, and they, they kiss sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'm always here for a blossom joke, man. Also, I just... <laughs> congratulations to Leonardo DiCaprio for finally going public with his new relationship to his new 22-year-old model girlfriend. I just yes. really think that's so wonderful. brave. So brave of him. He, he didn't let her take pictures with him on the red carpet, but he did let her sit by him in and the awards that ceremony. Nice. That's, That's very, very sweet. Brave, 22. Yeah. Very brave. Old. You know, it's a it's, shame. She's of age. It is a consensual relationship. Have you it's been around a 22-year-old lately? The, there, are plenty, there is a way that you can be creepy as fuck while still dating somebody who's not technically illegal to date. And yeah. guys in their 40s who date 22-year-olds tend to be... Uh, creepy and it is not as a serial behavior which it is of of Leo's and listen did I want to date Leonardo DiCaprio my entire life since the year 1997 yes yes would I still yes but also is he obvious (laughs) I'm I'm way too old for him at this point you're way too old way too old and I was in sixth grade when I fell in love with Leo DiCaprio so he the the guy needs to date people slightly closer to Jackie I know you can't see this but I just want to show you this graph really quick of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) in comparison to the different age cutoffs of all the women he's been with 25 is getting older and they stay the same age 25 is his age limit for girlfriends and that has gone all the way through into his 40s 40s, and of course now he's started anew so he's gone through one two three four <laughs> five six seven eight different i believe all models 
uh, and all of them start as early as 18 years old Yikes. and only get as old as 25 before he starts over. It's not okay. He resets the timeline like uh, a superhero comic book movie. And listen, I also have <laughs> dated in my 20s. I, I am no stranger to being a young woman in your 20s and being like, this guy in his 40s is probably dating me for my all my merits and right. it, it, I don't think it's always the case but I will say you used to wear all of your merits on your Girl Scout <laughs> costume that would all be I mean, I have dated <laughs> I have dated much younger than me and I have regretted it so that is the thing I think it just you know it just depends on your um you, it depends on your own story that you write for yourself and what fits with what you're doing. You we know? here at Page 7 accept all approaches to life, and we love yes. all people. And then, uh, do you know who I especially love? Laura fucking Dern, everybody. Laura Can Dern. we just? Laura Can Dern. we Laura just? Dern. I love Dern. her. I love her. Uh, she deserves everything that she ever gets in this world. She just, I believe, I truly believe she is just a very good person. And I just, I always wish her the best. She looks great. She's so talented. She, she has an amazing relationship with her kids. She dates really hot dudes. Guffa, ha, guffa, guffa, ha. Yeah. yeah, and and she was probably the best part of Marriage Story. Yeah, I could go with yeah. that. I I loved her in Marriage Story. Yeah, I have too. loved her in everything, pretty much that I've ever really that I've ever seen her. But lately, she's been on a tear. Yeah, like her. I know they're kind of the same character, but her character in Big Little Lies, uh, as well, is just show stopping to me. Like I think that she's the best part of that show too. Definitely. Yeah. Just everything she's on lately, I just I'm like, man, I feel like she hit she like evolved like a Pokemon or something acting wise, like over the past five years, six years. You yeah. know what I mean? And she's another Brad Pitt type where she was really hot when she was young. And the way that she is aging is in like she how is she getting exponentially hotter as she gets older? Yeah, I don't I mean, I think it, I, maybe it's just the wash of happiness. I don't know what it is, but she looks great. And I'm sure it's whatever. Maybe, you know, maybe it's peels. Maybe she has chemical peels. I don't know. She looks great. She looks great, but not in like a creepy you're trying to not look your age way no no she is aging and that's why i was just blown away that over the weekend it was also the 2020 film independent spirit awards that was here in socal and aubrey plaza was the host of the night and did you look at this that i yes. sent you guys so i loved aubrey it. plaza so brought out the gay men's chorus of Los Angeles to sing about the quote gayest moments in films that you may may not have realized were gay and part of it because it's like they talk about Jennifer Lopez pole dancing to Fiona Apple and Hustlers <laughs> Frank Ocean's music and waves and Renee Zellweger's press tour for Judy just as a whole but then they do the whole part of it for just Laura Dern and different and in the actual like video of it they're showing all these different parts of Laura Dern's career and they're just celebrating Laura Dern and Laura Dern's reaction to it because she didn't know it was coming was just standing up and she was dancing to them like singing this amazing song to her it's a wonderful moment please look it up it's please so look fun it up. They're just Spirit Awards <laughs> Gay Men's Choir of Los Angeles they're just singing Laura Dern Laura Dern Laura Dern over and over and over and she's like as she is it becomes clear to her that like the whole rest of the song is gonna be about her. She's just like so 
happy and it is absolute like total joy. It's so worth watching. I love her so much. I, I, just, I love her so much. Her speech was really great, really heartfelt, really not insane and all over the place like <laughs> Renee Zellweger's and Joaquin Phoenix is pretty right. Pretty range. Oh, I mean let us let's, just let us. Joaquin Phoenix also I felt spiritually attacked by Joaquin Phoenix's um move against the milk industry. Mm. I understand put the on on blast there. I we I felt that my house of Zabrowski was being attacked. Right. And I understand. I get it. I I'm aware of of uh, of the fact that it is not good. But I love my milk. I've, okay. And I know your house sigil, of course, is a cow drinking a glass of its own milk, which <laughs> yes, I love because it's power. Because it's a power <laughs> symbol of yes, you milk me, but I drink <laughs> but my I own drink pus. My own- no yeah, pun. what do you think we're doing right now? Every time I listen to like an audiobook that I, I've done, you know, I'm drinking my own pus, right. and it's just to make me as a cow stronger. And I noticed that you are pressing your hand against your breast while you say my that. My breast, because milk me, I'll drink it. Right. I'm the only milk producer of the three of us. Right. So I Molly, uniquely... I want to produce milk. <laughs> you, you can someday. There you go. Someday you think so? You think I got milk in there too I, I for you, me? I think you probably got the pipe I think pipe you have a, almost a frightening amount of milk. <laughs> oh, just waiting to be juiced. I am pert and ready to be juiced, just like a mama cow Zabrowski. And I, I the rambling. So if we're going to talk about Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> we should talk about, so speaking of rambling. He, uh, we, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> stop talking about your milk. Press. And there is like such a, a <laughs> <laughs> like I'm totally here and extremely receptive to arguments about, uh, you know, responsible consumption of or lack of consumption of animal products and like the environment and stuff. But it was just he, Joaquin Phoenix is just not the guy. It's not felt really a little shoehorned in. It, it it was like yeah, we're talking about like justice. He kind of had like, to hit all of the beats of a quote unquote like perfect Oscar speech. Yeah, both of them. And it ended up making no sense. They're just both just no naming sense. issues. They're yeah. like immigration, <laughs> but like they're not saying anything about right. immigration. Are they saying that like we live in a time? When like this is what's happening to immigrants, and this is what I believe. No, they're just like immigration people lifting up. They're just like saying, <laughs> yeah, just saying buzz, buzzword, and that is buzzword, and that is why. And I do think that is why Hollywood gets this rap of being like these fucking, you know, people who like get up on their pedestal and congratulate themselves with their big high and mighty thing. You know what I mean? I get yeah. that. That's why right. it's like it's like you've gotta if you're gonna make a statement. You, know and what you you're saying. A, you don't have to make a statement every time you get up there. And B, if you are, yeah, maybe say one specific thing. And like this is also goes to the point of like who gets nominated. Because some people, when they win, they actually have something to say. Yes. Right? Like when Le- when Lena Waithe won the Emmy years ago, she like really had something to say yeah. about being like, I am a queer person of color and nobody like me wins these awards. And so I have something to say about right, it. Right, right. But then when like Renee Zellweger and Joaquin Phoenix win, they're just like, I also have something to say. Immigration. And then five minutes later, I kept looking at the. T- I was watching the Renee Zellweger <laughs> thing on my phone, and I kept looking like how much time is left. There is no, and right. I'm being stunned that there was still like two and a half minutes left. 
I just wonder if she had taken something to chill out and uh, maybe it had like hit her right before she got on stage. You know what I mean? I think maybe she had whatever Diane Keaton was having. Hey, yo. She's <laughs> hey a little yo. out of it as well. And I, I love her. She looks great, though. I love her. And this her. is the quote from the Renee Zellweger. I have to say that this past year of conversation celebrating Judy Garland across genders and... I'm sorry, it's across generations and across cultures has been a really cool reminder that our heroes unite us. That's great. Sure. No, the best among us who inspire this us is to find the best weird. in ourselves, they unite us. <laughs> when we look to our heroes, we agree, and that matters. It's these Neil names. Neil Armstrong, Sally Ride, Dolores Huerta, Great. Venus and Serena, and Selena, Selena. Bob, Dylan, Bob, Scorsese, Bob Dylan, Scorsese, Fred Rogers, Harriet Tubman, <laughs> which Harriet at least Harriet Tubman makes sense. Tubman I get it. It's, it's like we didn't start the fire. Yeah, it's but Scorsese Harriet like Tubman aren't really. Yeah, yeah, it really is like we didn't. Harriet Tubman, Salad Ride, Like, why are we naming Why are we just naming names right now, Renee? I will say, sidebar, I did see Judy before the Oscars, and I she is amazing. She's great in As it. Judy Garland. She made me cry at the end of that movie. I didn't love, love the movie, but I loved her in that movie. And uh, yeah, but man, get it together. Oh, give a speech about Judy Garland, man. Yeah, or be real, or just be real. Be yourself. Yeah, just or be just like, be like, thank you. I don't know what, I'm just, I ramble. I don't know. <laughs> thank you for the people who may help make this possible. But like, if you want to say something, you just won for Judy, you can be like, oh, you know what? Hollywood treated Judy Garland in a really yeah. fucked up way. Here's yes. two things that I could say about that. Yeah. Thank you and good night. Here's, you know? Let's talk about the institutionalized fucking uh, borderline physical abuse put on women to lose weight and yeah. look a certain way for Hollywood films right. that we displayed in this movie. Oh my God, did I just say the sentence? Did I just say the <laughs> Hold it, hold it. <laughs> McNeely, speechwriter for Renee Zellweger. Right? Yeah. That's the problem. But you know, maybe it just comes down to like she really didn't think she was going to win. And she and she had a couple of cocktails before. I, I mean, I don't know. which I, don't I would know. get. I get. I mean, I would totally do the same thing. But uh, like, then I would admit that. Then I'd just be like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, her speech makes zero. Fucking, so much more charming. What does, with, what that does way. Venus and Serena and Selena what the make? Fuck? What is she saying? With Bob Dylan. With Bob Dylan. <laughs> Venus Serena and Williams. Scorsese. Throw Scorsese in there. Throw Scorsese in there because she probably wants to be in his next fucking movie. <laughs> Which, yeah, of course. Who doesn't want to be in a Scorsese movie? And then, yeah, and then Joaquin was like talking about the domination of all things. Uh, and and I was like with him for a second. And then, we, yeah. And well, I, he made a, a thinly veiled statement about cancel culture, too. Uh, which yeah, is right. sort of like, which honestly, I'm not necessarily against. But in light of the fact that he was in the Todd Phillips movie yeah. of the bunch. I'm like, eh, maybe not from you right now, dude. Yes. Like, maybe yeah. not from you right now. Yes, exactly. It's just like, you know, I, I have no problem with celebrities making statements. I know some people are like, it's not the time or the place, but, but at least if you're going to make a statement, know what you're saying. Yeah. To me, it's like, I, I, I err on the side of curbing it. I would love to see one or two well said statements about the world in a speech, in an award show. But I hate, there was one Emmys like two or three years ago where it really seemed like everybody got a press release saying, if you get up there, you really need to make some comment you about some political it. statement. Yes. And it was just like, guys, you don't have to. You know right. what I mean? Like, but again, it's like it's like <laughs> if you 
you know, like I was saying before, it's like if you have something to say, you're going to hear more interesting things said from people who are like not the people who get to win this shit all the time. Yeah. You know, and like that's why like Taika Waititi had like something to say. Like it matters that I am an indigenous writer and this is the first yeah. thing just like that is not him being just like. I'm gonna like say do this weird just name say eight names, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> people that have nothing to do with each other. No, what does any of that have to do with any of that? And that's why I feel like the the, the, <laughs> the kind of like super lazy, like what I feel is like a lazy critique of like wokeness doesn't actually. It's like, well, let's talk about what we're complaining about yeah. because what like wokeness could be like, oh, should we we have to nominate people of color? And it's like, no, 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 that's we should do that. And it's good that, like, when people of color win, they call it out and they say it. And, like, you know. But you know what it is? It's 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 lazy statements of wokeness suck, but lazy wokeness sucks. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yes. The right. both because sides then, of that Because that, that also right. doesn't change anything. Right. Again, so what we were saying about this whole show. Right. Yeah. And right. what the opening, I think, is the same kind of thing we're getting at. Again, it feels like it's like, uh, even though they put a lot of energy into that dance number, I'm not going to say they didn't, but, you know, the whole kind of. Serving it up feels like lazy wokeness. I feel like it's cool of Janelle Monet to be like, it's Black History Month and yeah. I'm a queer black woman. Like, I don't think that was lazy on her right. part, but in terms of like the Oscars decision the Oscar, to open exactly. with yes. that exactly. as a way to be like, haha, see, we like we kind of get it. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and also to not have a host. So, what you instead do is make it just as long by not having a host because we're like, all right, well, we're going to ask somebody that also wasn't nominated to introduce another people that were right. not nominated for them to introduce. It's like, well, at least make a joke or like do something in between. It's just lazy. Yeah. Overall, it is lazy. Yeah. Right? I think it's that kind of stuff. There you go. We figured it out. We unpacked it. We pulled a big old book bag out <laughs> that was labeled Oscars and we just zipped mm-hmm. it up. But we just we unpacked fucking it. unpacked it, Badges. Hell yeah! You know what's not lazy? What? Uh, simultaneous interpretation of two languages, which is one of my favorite things about *Parasite* winning. Oh, Watching the God. interpreter uh, and like reading about the difference between translation and interpretation, and like the skills that go into being an right. interpreter. And I was just like absolutely loving it. I was like, this is so awesome. You know what I also loved? How hammered they got afterwards. (laughs) Oh my God. They partied until five o'clock in the morning. To be fair, to be fair though. They didn't get to the Korean restaurant until 2.45 in the morning. And they're yeah. also they, on they a different time zone as well yeah. right now yeah, because they got, just got in. But you know? I did. I knew he was going to get hammered because even in his speech, he's just like, time to drink. I also, <laughs> time to drink. I also loved, and I do believe this when he said this, that afterwards he was like, when I won for best, is it, it's international now, right? International Yes. Film? When I won, it used to be best foreign language film. Foreign language which makes film, no and now it's best international. Because, yes. like, English-speaking films would win but uh, or be nominated. <laughs> but he said, like, when he won that award, he was like, ah, all right, my, my work's done here tonight. I'm just going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the show, having no idea he was going to continue to fucking sweep. Yeah, that's... Which is so cool. Yep, rules. they won best original... Uh, no, he was up for... No, he won best original screenplay, best international feature, best director, and best picture. And as someone that, again, no spoilers, I went into Parasite not knowing anything about it, and I was... My mouth was agape the entire time. Yeah. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know anything about it. And it shocked me and delighted me. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. So they went to this. Uh, now I want to go to Soban, Los Angeles, which is like the uh, the place in K-Town that they went to that he, I think, has made like a an 
a relationship with the owner that they agreed to stay open. They like Jennifer Pack knew that they were coming there, and of course, I hope that this restaurant is now exploding because it had it must. It must. It only I, seats thirty. You gotta. I mean, if you win the Best Picture Oscar, you gotta stay out till at least five in the morning. You really right. gotta look at the clock and be like, "Oh, it's three. We've been here for an hour. Let's go home." And you know that that is the good shit, by the way, uh, because he had they had already gotten their pictures taken, having eaten there like a week or so before. Oh yeah. So they came back. That's awesome. But yeah, I also going back to your point, Molly, I I think that's the funniest thing about this. It. Like they partied till five a.m. Well, the Oscars didn't get done till like X Y. They didn't get there till three in the morning. They were only there for a couple hours. Yeah, you better believe I'm partying at least till the sun comes up. If Dude, I win you're not best going picture. to sleep that night. Yeah, you're not going to sleep that night. No, but I, but although it does end at eight. PM here. That's right. I forgot oh, about that. So you're right about it. So yeah, I did. I, so so why they did, probably were partying before. They probably went to either, you know, Vanity, Vanity Fair, Fair, went to one of the yeah. uh, one of the award ceremony parties, right. and then went to go eat because apparently he had not, um, Bong Joon-ho had not eaten all day. So that's why he's like, I want all of it. That's I want <laughs> eat, 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 yeah. eat. Which they must have been hammered if they hadn't eaten they all day. They must have been hammered. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would have loved to be around them. Just not understanding a fucking word they were saying. No. No. I'm just been like, yeah, I'll keep eating. Don't keep like, drinking. Yeah. I don't care. Dude, that food. Dude, Korean is very good food. We have a really good near nearby here, actually. There's a really good Korean fried chicken spot. Which, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's really. I went there with Jake after I was in the Bruiser recording one time, and it was a yummy. And one more thing that we need to scream about, because I know that I'm sure you guys immediately realized it. I thought that Billie Eilish really killed her singing sure. during the In Memoriam segment. I thought that she did a very, like, she and her brother did a very beautiful job. But no Luke Perry, no Sid Haig, no, and Karen Boyce, who I followed this, the journey of this very untimely death of a very young actor, and it's like, they should have been represented. Now I'm aware of the fact. So essentially the Academy came out and said, well, you know, we don't really have all the time in the world to put all the people in it. We put them on the website in memoriam. But... Luke Perry was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's a weird. Yeah. Sid Haig is a it was a huge actor in the horror community, and Cameron Boyce, who was just like it was a young, you know, it, like he's a young kid that was a Disney star that a lot of younger people know. Luke Perry you know what I mean? has been a famous actor for what thirty yeah, years. He makes no sense. I will say the Oscars have traditionally given zero respect to horror films. To the horror community. They You're rarely right. get nominated. Like, I think Exorcist, it's like that and like. And that and Get Out. Get which, Out. You yeah. know, it's like they've got. But that, that's another thing that I have a problem with that the horror community is such a huge part of this cinematic fucking experience. And the fact that it's never really included in anything. And there's a lot of insane horror out there. As someone that is a huge horror fan, uh, I, I I follow it closely. Well, and this year people were people were upset that Lupita didn't get nominated for um for Oh, for us. For us. It's insane. Right? That yeah. might have been a victim of just being too early in the year. Uh-huh. Maybe. Like sometimes that happens. I Maybe. feel like because I feel like Midsummer was so damn good too. I didn't love us, but she was incredible in us. Yeah. She was incredible. In us. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, same with Judy, where I thought Renee Zellweger did a great job as Judy. I wouldn't see Judy again. No. I thought that I enjoyed the movie. Same with us, where I enjoyed the movie, but Lupita was insane yeah. in it. Yeah, she's great. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, sometimes, honestly, I think with where, when it comes to us, 
a lot of times it's just a victim. Not only is it a horror film, but a victim of just coming out way too early in the year. And then when when voting comes around, it's just like no one remembers. You know what I mean? No one remembers. Um, And also, this is a story that just came out. This has nothing to do with the Oscars, but I feel that I need to bring it up. Rick Moranis is returning (laughs) to this. Did you see that? He's coming back for Honey, I Shrug the Kids reboot. I'm so excited. I love Rick Moranis so much. And I just noticed it was right before we started recording. I was like, that makes me so happy. It's going to be on Disney Plus, which again, makes me happy that I'm still paying for it for some fucking reason. And now I'm going to, of course, hold on to it because that's exactly what they want. That's exactly what they want us to do. (laughs) You're scary. I've been angry about Disney Plus and the fact that I keep paying for it. Every time it gets taken out of my account, I'm just like, I'm not using this enough. But then there's things like this where I'm like, well, I want to watch Rick Moranis come back because I think that everyone, at least if you have looked on the internet, it is aware of the meme that Rick Moranis's wife had died and he stepped back from Yes. acting to take care of his children to be a father of his children and so now the fact that he's back and I have always had a thing for Rick Moranis because he's a good he's my good nebbish I need a love I love a nebbish <laughs> and I love him I love him and I'm very excited so I hope that you guys are excited as well yeah I am really excited personally uh Molly indifferent uh you know I don't think I've seen honey the honey I Shrunk the kids oh, franchise my God, since- since I was a kid, and it was just never one of those ones that like really that I really latched on to. I have from a the lifelong 90s. fear of scorpions because of that movie. Yeah, I get and it. I have a lifelong fear of scorpions because of Hook and the, oh, the Boo Box. The Boo Box. The boo, box. boo. <laughs> Not the Boo See, Box. See, I love him. I'm more of a little shop of horrors, Spaceballs, forever love. Fucking Ghostbusters, for sure. dude. And Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah. But Little Shop of Horrors, oh my God, oh, my soul. So I always wanted to be Audrey. And if someone could just put me into a production of it, I'll go fucking somewhere that's green. And I'm going to be so good at it. Put me in a tiny dress. <laughs> just so frightening. I love musical theater, guys. <laughs> oh, I want to be in a musical. Don't act all soft. You were just being scary and you know it, okay? I know, but I want to be in a musical. <laughs> Me too. I want to take singing lessons. I want to be in a musical. I want to be the Gene Kelly to your Frank Sinatra. Uh, I love that. And this is perfect. So I was just telling Molly about this before we started recording because I want to start taking tap dancing classes, but I'm scared to go alone because I'm not very, I'm not going to be good at it. And I need a friend to go with me and no one will go with me to tap dancing classes and I am that friend and I also want to do tap dancing and I want to get I want to like move my body again after having two kids and tap dancing is something I've always wanted to do and there are I have looked it up there are tap dancing classes in like midtown Manhattan but I want what you're describing is like tap aerobics and I want to go with you and I'm very sad that we both share this dream and that we live on opposite coasts. Look, if you guys end up finally getting this together, can you please promise me to wear the Bumblebee costume from the Blind Melon music video <laughs> while you do that and take a lot of pictures? You you would be so good in it. You would be really perfect for it. Um, you're going to have to gain weight and I think that, that actually would be good for you and your fun. brand. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Oh, let's make music videos together, Molly. Okay, I love music videos. You would have really loved it because this uh, the place that I wanted to take it with the, the first lessons the first week, they were only tap dancing to Grease songs. Uh, and I thought about the two of us tap dancing to Grease songs. Oh, and my God. How- 
funny it would be. I want to tap dance degrees. Just standing next to each other, being like, "We go together." But it won't be that. Oh. It'll be you guys like falling, like the first class, like panting. Yeah, it will be like exhausted and falling down, and like. Just getting frustrated. <laughs> it's not going to be fun, and I know I'm not going to be good at it. But in in turn, what I've been doing instead is pretending like I'm going to tap dancing classes, and I've been tap dancing, quote unquote, a lot around my house, and really just annoying everyone around me by pretending to be a tap dancer. Well, I'll give you a real deep cut right here, since we were talking Ooh, about please. Judy Garland. Okay. Um, she is in a movie with Gene Kelly called um, For Me and My Gal, which if you want to watch a Judy Garland movie where she's fantastic and he, there's a lot of tap dancing, For Me and My Gal is a movie about vaudeville uh, and World War One, and it is one of my one in my top four Gene Kelly movies. Ooh, For Me and My Gal. I imagine they sing that a lot in it. They sure do. That's exactly how it goes, too. Of they do. <laughs> All right, I'll watch it. And also during this time, she could not sleep because the studio kept her hopped up with diet pills to the point where she would sleep. Man, yeah. could she tap dance. But boy, <laughs> could she dance. And fit through a picket fence. Literally just slide through it. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for the list, everybody. Oh, who's, who's on the list? list? Jackie, gotta have, have that list. list. Speaking of Disney Plus today, we have 19 wild Disney movie facts that honestly made my jaw drop. That's me dropping my jaw. <laughs> Number one, Adriana Casalotti was only paid $20 a day to provide the voice for Snow White. Wow. I mean, to be fair, at that time, if you adjust it, um, of course, it comes out to a million dollars. Adjusted for inflation, that's about $355 per day that's and so $17,000 overall. But still, not so bad know, a day rate. For, isn't that interesting how money changes? <laughs> it is fascinating. Eco the economy and the inner workings of it is a nonstop barn burner of entertainment. <laughs> Well, did you know that Radio City Music Hall in New York had to reupholster its seats in the giant theater because so many children kept peeing their pants when the witch came on screen in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? Wow. Um, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's that, like yeah. that's a lot of piss. That's gonna really smell like piss in there. Yeah. But how do you get that piss smell out? <laughs> I mean, uh, reupholster, I guess, first of all. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like... Um, now, this fact... <laughs> <laughs> this fact... No, think makes... about Jackie's pit. Just a, just, <laughs> but the piss, like 50, what, 60-year-old piss. Yeah, right? Just a bunch piss of Piss of people who have grown their entire... Lived their entire lives and are now elders. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and they're thinking about how much... This that they put in that Radio City Music Hall because if you gotta practice, 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 guys. Um, did you know that when creating Little Mermaid, animators <laughs> based Ariel's appearance on Alyssa Milano? Ooh. Hubba uh. bubba. In an interview, Milano revealed that she didn't even know Disney did this until a year after the movie was released. Disney drew Ariel's face from pictures of me. This is something I didn't know while it was going on. And then a year after the film came out, they asked me to do sort of a making of behind the scenes special on it. And they told me then, which I thought was really cool. And I think that that is a really nice way of saying they should have owed me lots 
lots and lots of money to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I don't really know what the litigation is on taking someone's visage. And Maybe that's face. just because I've been living in Prince world in my head and in my head knowing that the 90s into the 2000s Prince would have sued Disney for doing something like that because they even used his visage. And I feel like, you know, you could probably do that, especially against such a King Kong such as Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but they got the lawyers, brah. Yeah, they got the lawyers, brah. And so does Tom Cruise, who is the inspiration for Aladdin's appearance. That's um, odd. Tom Cruise? Maybe a sort Aladdin. of person that was of the descent of the <laughs> character would be more of an, a better choice. Yeah, and I think, well, apparently Diamond, in, uh, according to the documentary Diamond in the Rough, The Making of Aladdin, Michael J. Fox was originally the inspiration for Aladdin, but animators later switched to Tom Cruise. I think that actually, throw it out there, Aladdin is hotter than Tom Cruise. Aladdin doesn't look anything like Tom Cruise. And no. I've always been really... It's all, I've always found it very jarring that uh, he's voiced by Steve from Full House. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, because of all the Full House episodes where he played Aladdin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he also did the voice of Aladdin. Did you know that Jody Benson recorded Part of Your World in a dark, isolated sound booth to help produce a more lonely and intimate tone in her voice that Ariel would be feeling in the scene. Yes, they would also release a single bat into the room every half an hour just to keep on her fucking toes. (laughs) Look at the fins! They don't get too far! (laughs) (laughs) Wish I could be... There are at least ten bats in here. I think we're good on the bat. They're hungry, by the way. They need. They they're asking for food. <laughs> Donnie D- Dunnigan, who provided the voice of Bambi, was a high-ranking Marine, but refused to tell anyone about his voiceover work in fear that they'd call him Major Bambi. Mm. In an interview, Dunnigan said, "I never said a word to anybody about Bambi. The image in people's minds of Bambi was a of a little frail deer, and I am a commander in." In the Marine Corps boot camp. I just thought to myself, I don't think I want all these young Marines to call myself Major Bambi. And I kept my mouth shut. You know what? I get it. You know what? I don't get it. Because showing the strength to lose your mother at such a young age and and to be able to thrive and live on and find happiness in this stupid-ass fucking rip-off of a world... That's some real strength right there, Dunnigan. If Bambi was made now, if Bambi was made now, I would feel that way. But Bambi was made so long ago that I feel like things were a little bit different back then. Everybody's going to call me a baby deer from a whole lot Oh, I know, baby deer. Oh, I'm a big old marine daddy. Oh, they all call me dead mother boy. <laughs> which is creep, which is, <laughs> That's that horrible. is very mean. It's much call. worse. <laughs> This I'm actually very sad about. John Candy was supposed to play Red Feather, a wisecracking turkey in Pocahontas. But after his untimely death, they decided to cut the character completely. Bummer. And that's where Miko came in. Now, I loved me some fucking Miko, but I really think I would have enjoyed John Candy playing a turkey. turkey. He would have been so good. I love a turkey. You do love a turkey. I love a turkey. Bobby Driscoll. <laughs> I don't know why Molly and I have been so weird with this list. 
You guys but hate the list. I feel, I like, it's I feel like it's literally that sketch where Chris Farley and Adam Sandler are sitting and, and <laughs> yeah, they're the old couple. The and he's like, look, honey, this week at this restaurant. <laughs> and then Adam Sandler's just like, Lord, take me now. Give me cancer now, God. <laughs> I think that these are very interesting facts. I was happy with the list this week. I was like, look at me. I found a list that I find very interesting. Ravioli. Holy cannoli. <laughs> There could have been a turkey in Pocahontas. There could have been a turkey in Pocahontas. <laughs> Saying it with different inflections isn't going to change the interest we have for the factoid. <laughs> Yo, I hope you feel bad because Bobby Driscoll, who voiced Peter Pan, served as the model for the character, died penniless, unclaimed and unidentified in an abandoned apartment building at the age of 31. Damn, Holy dude. Shit. So think about that when you're not interested in my fucking trivia. <laughs> Why would I do that? Uh, I didn't know that the Princess Diaries was actually produced by Whitney Houston. Uh, more like Princess Diarrheas, am I right? Fucking no, shit on that. There's yeah. no diarrhea in the movie. <laughs> And the last one, I swear, and that you guys never have to hear another word from me ever again, because this is kind of cute. Wayne Allwine and Russie Taylor, who provided the voices for Mickey and Minnie Mouse, were married in real life. They married each other in 1991 and stayed together until Allwine's death in 2009. So we're going out with a banger, guys. <laughs> I was going to ask wow. a clarifying question, but I don't even need to ask my question. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Damn, that news was so, that last listicle was so sad that things have darkened upon my world. Oh, no. Am I, am I God? Am I demon? What has become of me? What is it? Help me. No. Somebody, <laughs> please, I think I I'm won't. going to. Blind. Blind items. Oh, well, we, we can't, can't see them. Well, nor can I, but yet I can. Interesting. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got some Oscar-y blind items. We have one non-Oscar-y blind item. We've got, you know, it's kind of fun. Okay, switch it up. All right. The feud between these longtime acting slash writing slash producing partners continues. They were supposed to do an event this week, but the big shot out of the pair bailed, saying he was too busy for that type of thing any longer. He is turning into a pretentious Hollywood a-hole. These two are known for a comedy show, by the way. And one got really big after it. Not David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. No, but similar, like, uh, Lane. Similar lane. Whoa. Um, not John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, because they're both doing No, well. I love them so much. Not them. Um, uh, and, and, give us more hints. Uh, a funny show. Comedy show on Comedy Central. Acting, uh, writing, producing partners. But one went on to be a big not deal. Not Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan? No, no. One of them went on to be a big deal in more of a not film. Not Alana and Abby. No, in a film sense. I probably wouldn't do Alana and Abby because I like... See a lot we, of from we time enjoy, to time. Yeah, we enjoy <laughs> both of them. Uh, I was like, they like each other. What are you talking about? I, I would do a blind item about them because that would just be like weird because I would just be like, my friend is mad at my other friend. That would be That's like weird. doing like local blind items like this man, last name Larson, really <laughs> likes to eat after midnight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's a gremlin. <laughs> okay. They are not white. 
Uh, Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Yes, one hundred percent. Keegan Michael Key. They don't Key. like each other anymore. I have kind of heard rumblings of this too. Well, just Jordan Peele escalated into this new, new higher echelon of like artists. I think. Yeah. And I could see. I can even see him kind of being more elevated in that way. But who knows? This could all be bullshit. It's a blind item. Maybe they still love each other, and God willing, they do. But Keegan Michael Key. And his wife attended the 2020 Vanity Fair Oscar party last Sunday. No Jordan Peele. Maybe they were supposed to do that together. I don't know. That's just the article the blind item linked to. Okay. Okay. This one feels really real, though. This next one. Okay. In terms of feuds. This is another feud. You can always count on this illiterate actress to give you the goods if you get her talking. She talked last night about her two-time co-star from one television show. To clarify, one television show, two-time co-star, though, because it was like a show, and then it wasn't, and then it was a show again. I wouldn't put them in the same room for a year or two. She's illiterate? Illiterate named, so first letter oh, is the same. Not illiterate. <laughs> illiterate. Not illiterate. And she can't read. It's like, I don't <laughs> want to make fun of somebody for not being like able to read. Oh my God, is this back to the homonym conversation? Yeah, it's like if my name was Holden Harry. <laughs> yes, you I know? don't want alliteration. <laughs> right. I wish your name was Holden Harry. I wish Harry, my name was Holden Harry. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so she heard They have her a feud. The show was on TV, then it wasn't anymore, and Got now it. it is again. Roseanne? No. Is the show? No. Not at all. 100% wrong. Okay? <laughs> or the show wasn't on TV, then it wasn't, and then it was on It's a comedy, it's a dramedy. It's a comedy sitcom that was on, sure it's not went Roseanne. off, back on. Very vocal feud. She is married to a very funny gentleman who likes woodworking and is in a lot of comedy stuff. Uh, Megan Mullally and Deborah Messing. Yes, 100% uh. Will and Grace. <laughs> I have like a dossier here. Mullally. <laughs> oh, they, they really don't yes. like each other. That's why the show stopped. Mullally attended the Vanity Fair Oscar party, and Mullally recently made these comments on her podcast, In Bed with Nick and Megan. This is the con- this is what she said. I'm 60 and I'm being bullied right now. So you know it's a very insidious and dangerous thing. You think it's your fault. They're good at making you feel like it's you and you brought this on yourself. Also, she said, I've had a recent situation and I can't be specific about it, but I had it happen. I did try to stand up for myself in certain ways and that made it a thousand times worse because the bully... It just lit a fire under that person where they just tripled their efforts and it can get very dangerous. Also, also, she said, the bully has recruited many of my allies to their side. They're Yikes. not they're not my allies anymore. <laughs> I just can't imagine having that in my legs. Like, I don't need like an in my face enemy. Like I can't yeah. even I feel like I'd give it up or it's like, you know what, can we just not? How about can we be friends now? Because I don't I can't. I'd rather they all live in secret Facebook groups that I don't read. I yes. could not imagine being like but this also sounds like some fucking high school shit. Yeah. Really? I mean it's you funny to the- be like, I can't say, but let's just call her a Mebra Desse. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and, and, but it's one yeah, but it's also one of those where it's like this is the kind of relationship anyone has on a set, like grown ass people have on a set. I feel like at the end of the day, if anything's going on, it's like, look, we, you know, we obviously have friction. Let's just be professional here. I don't want to cause, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but you know, and I'm sure people are just, every time I read about stuff like this, I'm like, God, you think it would just 
go away after a while, after you got successful. Yeah, after, it's exhausting. After everybody's rich and famous and yeah. everything's great and like your TV show's back on and you can just do the work even if you hate the fucking person. Yeah. But I, definitely I, not so. I guess I, I always like Megan Mullally a lot, but I also never watch Will and Grace, so I have zero uh, right. dogs in this game. Right. I love Megan Mullally and I, I hope like that it's, a and I, and I hope, but the thing is that in watching, I'm saying this only as a, as a, of a viewer I also enjoy Deborah Messing and I like what she does as well and I don't know who is the wrong maybe they're both right. wrong yeah. in this and that's because you know we don't know these people personally yeah but it sucks just because I mean you know you look at Megan Mullally's uh, and Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman's relationship and talk about fucking couple goals I mean isn't that what everybody wants is their relationship right yeah. right uh yeah it just is exactly too but I'm always and this is maybe bad to think like this I'm always going to side probably with the person who's in like a very stable marriage and you know what I mean? And sort of seems to be able to harvest a like healthy relationship that close to home. I don't know what Deborah Messing's deal is though. She could be happily married too. So maybe I'm completely off base saying that. She's, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, she's, she's divorced, but that also doesn't mean that she's not. That doesn't you know, mean that she's th- not. That doesn't mean anything. But I think somebody who's able to cultivate a very long lasting like, Thing with or a group is of it people. the sickness, the fact that they utilize their relationship as True. part of their career? It could be is the other way around. Sign? You're right. Whoa, could be the other way around. Never judge a book by its cover. Holden McNeely said Never. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, only Never. Yeah, only Holden McNeely. No one else ever else said. Never that judge too. a book by its long term relationship. Harry McNeely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho- old homonym. He's over here being like, uh, you know, final saying- blind eye. <laughs> This is Oscar related. This okay. this permanent and I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about this on the on the show. This permanent A-list mostly movie actress from multiple movie franchises was looking for blood after she presented. There was a line added to her speech which had not been there at rehearsal and she was livid because she wouldn't have agreed to it if she saw it beforehand. Oh. This person in question was up there with two other women when they presented and it definitely was a line that literally someone in the room was like fuck that essentially and we all and everyone was like cheer I, I'll, I'll explain that later they didn't say fuck that but they just the person in the room when at my oscar party was like no do you remember this part no, three, no. Women, three women presenting. three women on stage they were all in big franchise things I don't no. remember. I don't remember. I got One is afraid of aliens. Sigourney Weaver? Yes. And Brie Larson and Gal Gadot on stage together. And Sigourney Weaver had the line, all women are superheroes. To which res- uh, one of the women in the room I was in responded, why can't we just be women? <laughs> and everyone went, yeah. Uh, yeah it was yeah, weird. Yeah, like, it was yeah. such a weird line. And, and uh, yeah, it was said alongside the, the other two ladies. And it was right before <laughs> they announced Best Original Score. But it was such a weird yeah. fucking line. Like, I don't think I was paying attention to that part of it. So it was I don't... just so eye-rolly. It's yeah. like, what do you mean all women are superheroes? That means women all women have to be like mutants. Yeah. Well, women, aren't, women are women. Like, like, right. <laughs> women are human. Yeah, and isn't that strong enough? It's like we are yeah. strong. Yeah. We are yeah. strong. We women are strong. Yeah. yeah. And also we're like things besides strong. You know, it's such a like basic right. level of like to be like women are so strong. Right. Sure, we- but also we're other things. Right. I, it's it, it was I I like hearing that Sigourney Weaver was pissed. You know that. what yeah, I am? Fun. I'm sweaty. Yeah. I'm like I'm a woman. I'm and I'm sweaty. 
I'm here to sweat. And sometimes I'm very weak. I like to bite. <laughs> Her biting powers are amazing. She can bite through uh, a, a sponge. I've been referred to, I refer to myself as screechy bitch sometime because I'll just sit in the bed and I, I caught like a, like a crow and I go, am I a crow or am I a lady? Right. Why can't I be both? I remember and that. And Jeff is scared, but he respects me. So, you know, he puts me up into a tree. Not that I couldn't get up there myself, but I did pull out my back a couple of days ago. So and that was the first time I brought it up, which, you know what? Proud of myself. Good, Good for you. I sometimes go by globby globber. All women are crows. <laughs> All women are crows, as well as crones at times. <laughs> what is happening? Let's get bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. I'm packing up. Molly and I have been. <laughs> Molly is already down the street. She's already taking care of her child. <laughs> you know what, guys? You know what I'm excited about? Because this is the week. We are moving to Spotify. This is the week that we're moving to Spotify. Page seven is going Spotify exclusive this week. Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020. New releases and the entire back catalog of page seven, all of the many years, will be Spotify exclusive. So if you haven't tried Spotify, it's free to download and use on any device. No credit card needed. All of our episodes are already over there, so get on. Uh, hi, my name's You Holden, get on it. And I'm here to say that patreon.com forward slash page seven. Yeah, I podcast. didn't finish. I thought you were gonna t- I thought you were gonna keep going. No, I'm sorry, keep going. You weren't paying attention. Interesting. Mm. What were you doing instead? Were you simply searching for page seven on Spotify to start listening for free? <laughs> I, was, I was Did you know that you can download all the episodes of offline listening with a free account? No, I was just looking at a text from Natalie who we co-host the show Pop History with, which will also be on Spotify. Yeah, well with Spotify you can listen to all your favorite podcasts, including the one from Natalie Jean. And music, all in one place. Listen to page seven for free on Spotify. Twitch.tv forward slash holdnator so to check out Jackie and me doing Jackanese every Friday night at six PM EST. Yeah, that rhyme because you know me, Molly. What you got for us to see? Scary <laughs> My name is Molly Neffel. I'm MJKLCat on Instagram, and I do not like wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.